So throughout history, Juneteenth has been known by many names. Jubilee Day, Freedom Day, Liberation Day, Emancipation Day, and today, a national holiday. For more than two years, the enslaved people of Texas were kept in servitude. For more than two years, they were intentionally kept from their freedom. For more than two years. And then on that summer day, 156 years ago, the enslaved people of Texas learned the news. They learned that they were free and they claimed their freedom. We are gathered here in a house built by enslaved people. We are footsteps away from where President Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. And we are here to witness President Joe Biden establish Juneteenth as a national holiday. We have come far and we have far to go. By making Juneteenth a federal holiday, all Americans can feel the power of this day and learn from our history and celebrate progress and grapple with the distance we've come, but the distance we have to travel, Jim. You know, I said a few weeks ago, marking the 100th anniversary of the Tulsa Race Massacre, great nations don't ignore their most painful moments. Great nations don't ignore their most painful moments. They don't ignore those moments in the past. They embrace them. Great nations don't walk away. We come to terms with the mistakes we made. Greetings and what's good, everybody. Welcome to the Christian Soldier Podcast, a social justice, faith-minded podcast featuring three friends from across the diaspora exploring life at the intersection of race, ethnicity, gender, culture, politics, and basically living while black. I'm Abdullah Muhammad. I'm Andres Amador. And I'm Justina Kinney. And we are just three POC in the cornfield, living life, loving Jesus, and fighting the good fight in these rough and tumble podcast streets. So, soldiers, we have been doing a series on black love and different aspects of black love, but today is going to be a little bit different. This episode is going to be a remix episode or a freestyle episode, right? So, given that we're recording this the day after uh, Father's Day and two days after Juneteenth, we realized that when we did our planning, you know what? We didn't factor in stuff happening on the calendar. And I think we might have a couple of things to say about Juneteenth. So, so yeah, we're just going to freestyle here a little bit, just about some, some thoughts about Juneteenth. So y'all, what are y'all thinking? Like what's, what's, yeah. What Justin, you were talking about Juneteenth when we got on. So what are you thinking about right now? Okay. So I'm just going to read a quote by Malcolm X and a lot of oh, our geez. listeners, oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and a lot of our listeners, like you've, you've probably seen this on Facebook, depending on who your tribe is. And it says the white man will try to satisfy us with symbolic victories rather than economic equity and real justice. And so, you know, I just think across the board for 
African-American people, for black people, we're really feeling like Juneteenth was one of those things where it's like, oh, we're just going to give you a little pizza party instead of giving you economic justice, racial justice. And okay, you guys just wait, right? The George Floyd bill has not been signed yet. Right? The the George Floyd, I think it's the policing bill. Sorry, I'm probably getting this wrong. And Uh we're going to put it in the liner notes. It has not been signed yet. Yet we got Juneteenth. Uh, You know what I mean? And it's like, either way, y'all like black people, we were going to celebrate Juneteenth, whether whether y'all give us the holiday or not, we are still going (laughs) to celebrate it. So how about give us tangible change, give us tangible um, economic opportunities, give us tangible things when it comes to education. And then our country is also going through um, a season where we're talking about critical race theory. And I know for us in the state of Iowa, I guess, talking about racial justice and DEI in our institutions, colleges and schools has been banned, but we're getting Juneteenth. So there's just there's just a lot of irony and paradox surrounding this holiday. Yeah. So, hello. First off, how are you going to come right out the gate with Malcolm X? Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we should have started this episode with some with some public enemy music. Right? <laughs> so. Yeah, you mentioned the pizza party thing. So, uh, listeners, uh, a friend of mine put us a, a meme, and it said, "Asking for reparations but getting a national holiday is equivalent to asking for a raise but getting a pizza party." And right. so, Juneteenth, in the in the federal proclamation that Juneteenth is a federal holiday now, um, I think maybe all maybe we're all saying the same thing. Maybe we dif- we disagree a little bit is the equivalent of getting the pizza party. We've been mm-hmm. asking for all this stuff. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden Juneteenth comes out of the blue, like, yeah, here, pat on the back, you know, and to some extent it almost feels like, okay, little Negroes be happy now. Go sit <laughs> right. <down. laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Kind of like they were trying to pacify, you know, and Abdul, like you bring up a very good point. This was completely out of the blue. Yeah. Like this yeah. was past the week before Juneteenth. You, and, and I, I'm a news junkie and I follow the news. Okay. I've even kind of stepped back a little bit to, to be not so, not so news mm-hmm. junkie ish, but I didn't step back enough to not feel like that the Juneteenth thing came out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know? Yeah. Now. Yeah. And I mean, who knows how long we can go on this, but there were, we have been asking, like you said, Justine, for economic justice, for racial mm-hmm. justice, for for justice for um queer and trans black folk for right. i mean for uh economic housing everything mm-hmm. right and i mean i'm not going to say that i'm not thankful for the whole juneteenth thing mm-hmm. but you know another analogy is it's like waiting on your birthday. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm waiting on my favorite pair. Like I'm, I'm looking, I'm waiting for the box. I want a pair of Jordan ones and you give me a pair of and ones <laughs> and say, <laughs> you know, well, they, well, they're your size, right? That's good enough. Yeah. Be they're grateful. Tennis shoes. They're tennis shoes. Right. They're tennis shoes. So be happy. Yeah. I don't want them damn and ones, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember. I'm more like Justina. I just don't remember. I'm not, a, I'm not being much of a news junkie. Like I, like I, like I was like a year, year and a half ago, but this kind of took me by surprise too. I don't, I just don't, rem, I just, 
I just didn't know it was a thing that it was being worked right. through and, right. and politicians were talking about it. And, you know, there's a little bit of debate and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, like, yeah, like I'm getting notifications. Like I show you guys from my bank, like, mm -hmm. oh, hey, we're not going to, oh, yeah. we're not going <laughs> to, you know, there'll be transactions because it's not a federal holiday, but we're not going to be at work. And, you know, we're going to recognize and like, wait a minute. When <laughs> and okay, so your bank in this city, here's what's crazy. Your bank in this city, people celebrating Juneteenth are probably some of the same folks that are in some of these churches around here that are, that are preaching against all of the equity stuff that those of us right. that are on the other side of are fighting for. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. It, it just feels, it feels schizophrenic to me. It does feel schizophrenic. It does. <laughs> it does. It what, what was that thing uh, Trevor Noah put on a, a, a tweet that um, uh, Juneteenth is the only is the only U.S. holiday that can't be taught in fifteen states? Exactly. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right. Yep. I mean, Absolutely. yeah. And there's okay. And honestly, I'll say this too. I have never really been a big, big, big celebrator of Juneteenth. Mm -hmm. I mean, so I lived in Texas growing up and in Texas, like we do Juneteenth big and like for, for, for black folks in Texas, Juneteenth is, is bigger than the 4th of July. Well, it's your fault. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so outside of that, you know, pretty much since I've not lived in the South, people don't really do Juneteenth big like that. I mean, mm -hmm. even Honestly, even black folks haven't been doing Juneteenth big like that That's until true. just the last couple like, of yeah. years. Yeah. Right. right. And so, and I mean, I'm glad they're picking it up, but then some, to some extent, even from our own people, that to me seems a little performative, probably. You know what I mean? I, mm -hmm. I, 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 that's kind of what I think about that. Like what mm -hmm. I well, basically what I mean is that, okay, you haven't been thinking about, I've been here again, in this city for the better part of the last 30 years. I don't remember all of the Juneteenth frenzy. Right, me either. I mean, yeah, when right? we were at Iowa State, I'm, I just don't remember until it being a thing. Year. Yes. No, I remember Kwanzaa. Right. I remember my first year yeah. here. I'm like, okay, so what's, what's Kwanzaa? Right. Yeah, what's I know Kwanzaa? Christmas. <laughs> what, are, yeah. what are you guys talking about? <laughs> so, I mean, I don't remember Juneteenth. And maybe people were just kind of waking up to it. I mean, I don't know. But, uh, you know, there's even, there's a Pew survey that came out that talked about how most Americans know little or nothing about Juneteenth. That's what I was going to say, you know, and I think also for us as black people, I just don't think we have the education and the history to understand what Juneteenth means. We might know the significance of it, but like, I don't think we have a lot of context. And right. here is another irony, right? In a lot of states, there is a push to whitewash history. Oh, Jesus. And yes. so I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay, so on one hand, we are trying to whitewash history and not talk about racism. We are trying to do everything within our power to not paint white people in a bad light. But on the same breath, we're making Juneteenth a federal holiday. And this holiday has a lot of significant history when it comes to slavery and the realities of African Americans. And so it's just like, there's just a lot of irony going on. Right. And to some extent, like, who brought this to the cookout? Mm -hmm. Right? 
<laughs> I mean, who who said yo Juneteenth is, is is what we're doing now? That's true, though. <laughs> well, <laughs> to the to the ex, to the extent that okay, so for the listeners, okay, first of all, so freestyle, we didn't kind of mention what we mean by that. It's just normally oh, you know, time, out, time out, time out. If we gotta explain what freestyle is, I don't know, dog. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm thinking. Okay, if you're about to explain what freestyle is to our listeners, if they don't know what it means, y'all need to go listen to another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, though. No, I'm just gonna say <laughs> that because normally we prepare, and this is just just we just off the chain, pick yeah. this topic. This is just off the off the top off yeah. the top of our head. That's, yeah. that's what I was getting at. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying explain, explain the what whole, freestyle is. Explain the whole history of freestyle. Right. Okay. I'm <laughs> oh, dual. <laughs> Like you insert the little reporter freestyle is when you <laughs> right. Um, no, but it's yeah, it's just a sense of like like whiplash. Yeah, mm. that's you a know, great. Yeah, whiplash is a great is a great like, illustration. Like what? <laughs> this is yeah. like, okay, so that's that's so, good. That's good. Now, and I agree. I think. Yeah, most people don't know the story. I didn't know the story. You mentioned something because we brought this up a couple of days ago. We were visiting mm-hmm. at your place, and oh, explain that a little bit more. Okay, yeah. So we typically understand Juneteenth as what June June nineteenth, eighteen sixty five, is when is when Texas, i.e. Galveston specifically, started to act right and told their enslaved folks that they were free. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, the problem with that version of the story is that, you know, when, first off, when did the Civil War end? Well, it ended, it ended in 1865. So it, it, ended, it, it ended in April 1865, 1865, but and then Juneteenth comes around. But here's the thing. When the Emancipation Proclamation was issued, we were in a state of war. Mm. The Emancipation Proclamation had no real legal force and effect in the Confederate States of America because President Abraham Lincoln was not the president of the Confederate States of America. Yeah. Right? So, basically... It was a military order. It was a battlefield order, freeing the people who were enslaved, right? Against the will of the of the prevailing government with which we were at war. Mm. So, I have the a draft of the Emancipation Proclamation, you know, on my wall, framed up, you know, mm-hmm. and so yeah, January first, eighteen sixty three, like you were saying, Justine. 1863 yeah. is when the Emancipation Proclamation was was issued. was issued in the middle of the war, mm-hmm. right? Almost legitimately right in the middle of the war because Lincoln becomes president in 1860, mm. November 1860, and by January there had been several states that had seceded. So in 1863, we're right smack dab in the middle of this bloody war, and. As part of his strategy, Abraham Lincoln issues this order, mm. right? That would be like, that would be like us fighting Great Britain, 
you know, in 1776 and King George in the middle of the war issuing a proclamation Mm -hmm. that he expects to be carried out at the end of the war that he hasn't won yet. Mm -hmm. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so anyway, that, so I think we understand the, the, that, that whole thing a little differently, you know? And so again, you know, it's the Emancipation Proclamation is an executive order for all intents and purposes. Now, executive orders can be rescinded with the following president, right? Uh-huh. So then what happens after that? Then, then we have to have the thing to back up the Emancipation Proclamation, which was the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments. Mm-hmm. So I think we, we, we think about that weird and we don't tell kind of the whole fuller story. The Emancipation Proclamation did not free the enslaved people. It didn't. It was the end of the Civil War? The end of the Civil War. Now, when we won, <laughs> right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> when we won, then we can say, hey, y'all are free. Mm-hmm. But at the time it was issued, we can't say, hey, y'all are free. Mm-hmm. You know? So that could have gone way different. Yes. Here's another great example of, of, of orders issued during battle. You guys recall the the Star Spangled Banner, and the, the forget you've heard of it before, yeah. <laughs> and the the Isn't often that a Backstreet Boys song. I think so. It was it was it was either Backstreet or one of them, Justin Timberlake groups. Yeah, one of those one of those blonde hair band boys. <laughs> <laughs> but the see, man, for your while saying <laughs> no. So you're welcome. So yeah, what the hell was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> you are you are talking about executive orders that have yes. been rescinded. Yes, thank you, thank you. So, so the Star Spangled Banner was written, and it talks about this forgotten verse. And I'm going to mm-hmm. read the second half of this uh, forgotten verse. It says, "No refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave, and the Star Spangled Banner in triumph doth wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave." We were in the middle of a war, yeah, and we were we were still you know it was it was the war of eighteen twelve, and we're in the middle of this war, and the opposing side that we were fighting, they issued an order, sort of like the Emancipation Proclamation, which I think might be where Lincoln got the idea in the first place, mm. but they issued an order that said, "Okay, enslaved people." If you desert and run away from the plantations and come fight for us, we will free you. Mm-hmm. And so we had enslaved people running away yeah. to go join the French and British army against mm-hmm. us. Right. And it had gotten to the point that we wanted to make sure that didn't happen so that we can protect our peculiar institution mm-hmm. and our government. In that time of war, our government said, if you are an enslaved person and you run away to go fight against us, if we capture you, you are executed on sight. Hmm. So, no yeah. refuge can save the hireling right. of, or slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I could cry. It's so, sad. fast forward to Juneteenth. And eight from and now again the war of eighteen twelve, and 
Juneteenth or the, the Emancipation Proclamation in 1863. So they weren't crazy, crazy, crazy far apart. 40 years. Bingo, which is why I think that's where Lincoln got the idea from. Mm. Only on this time, he's, he's on the other side of it, and he's the one issuing the proclamation. Wow, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And guess what? The people in the South fighting for the Confederacy said the exact same thing that we said in 1812. If we catch you deserting, we're killing you on sight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but isn't the emancipation what started the Civil War? No, 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 no. The election of Abraham Lincoln is what started the Civil War. Okay. So Lincoln was the Lincoln was the first Republican president. The Republican Party platform at that point, the Republican Party was initially formed as the party in opposition to slavery. Mm. And one of the campaign promises that Abraham Lincoln made mm. was that um, new states coming into the Union would come in as free states. Mm. And so the Southern Confederate states didn't like that idea. And they kept threatening, if he does that, we're, we're leaving the union. We're like, we're going to bounce. And they kept, and, and, and it even, it even became this issue um, during, during the presidential, uh, presidential debates between Abraham Lincoln and Stephen Douglas. And Stephen Douglas was, he was the Democrat. He was the pro-slavery candidate. Mm-hmm. During those debates, at least from what they said, Abraham Lincoln and Stephen Douglas weren't too far apart. Abraham Lincoln, during those debates, wasn't saying that, that black people are my equal and this and that and whatever. He was saying something different. During those debates, Abraham Lincoln was actually saying he didn't consider mm-hmm. a Negro, the term of the time, to be his equal in, you know, in, in intelligence and other, and other kind of things. His position that that black folks are equal to him morally and, 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 and as humans was an evolution for Abraham Lincoln. But Abraham Lincoln gets elected and the South carries out on their threat and they, and they begin to secede from the Union one by one. And then war is declared to preserve the Union and then we're at, we're at war. Ah, uh, got it. Hmm. Wow, that was a good history lesson. Thanks, Abdul. Yeah, the thing too with uh, with Juneteenth, like I was telling you on Saturday, it's it's a it's a odd holiday for me. In what way? Because because it's not your holiday, would you say? Because of what? Because of what? So the emancipation gets said, and it's not until like two years later where the enslaved people in Texas find out. And I don't know. It's just like in my head. I can't. I can't wrap my head around how they kept their secret for two years. No, it's like that. It's it's just an interesting thing to celebrate because I'm concentrating on the two years, Mm. not that it was so obvious that we're going to end slavery and it was clear cut and we're done. Now we're going to commemorate that day. Mm. You know what I mean? So added added to to it that it's 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 such a battle. It wasn't like an obvious thing either. It wasn't like you know it was like MLK. I mean, I'm you know that took forever to take hold as well. You know, right? Yeah. Um, 
And and Justine, to an extent, yeah, it's like this is. I mean, yes, we should celebrate as a country that on that day finally mm-hmm. enslaved people were freed. Mm-hmm. Okay, quote unquote freed. Right. You know. Um. And at the same time, it's like it's like is it an African American holiday? <laughs> I mean, it isn't technically, of course it isn't, mm-hmm. but, you know. Wait, you say technically it's not an African-American holiday? No, I mean, it isn't. I mean, it's a national holiday. Yeah. It's yeah. a national holiday. Okay. So it's a, it's a holiday for <laughs> it's a holiday for everyone, like all holidays are. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not that it shouldn't be celebrated, it shouldn't be comm- uh, remembered. Mm-hmm. Um, sustain and and we and we should never forget that's one of those right. things that we really shouldn't ever forget right yeah. um but it's like and maybe it's, and maybe it's because it's it's new because now i'm thinking about it a little bit more yeah we we have holidays for uh veterans day memorial day and we you know those are not pleasant things that we were uh, uh memorial day it's not a pleasant thing we i mean we remember those the the fallen right right so maybe it's just the newness maybe i, I just mm. I, i've grown up with memorial day oh, so yeah. i don't think about memorial day really yeah. like what we're really celebrating you know, celebrating you just right. think oh it's, a, it's 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 a day off Right. right, you know, or even July Fourth. I think a lot of us right. like we don't really think about what it means. Right, but right. for this one, since since it just came on the scene, just boop, now it's on the radar. Yeah, you know, and it wasn't here, and then it was versus it was always here. And and mm-hmm. you know, you know the struggle, and you know that there's a group of people that were actively fighting for it, mm-hmm. and um, and it was denied, and there was so much fight, and there and there's still fight about it. You know, people don't think it should be so i've paid more attention to this holiday and uh, it's just like i don't know i mean mm-hmm. it's like what well, obviously it's one of those things where it it, sh- it should have never happened mm-hmm. yeah so that's yeah. you know i mean yeah I, i'm just I, and I, I know i'm kind of rambling a little bit because I'm, I'm i'm trying to like i'm trying to put this in my head like it, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, cause it's a, it's a first step, you know, right. I think, it you is, know, yeah. you know, so now there's a, there's going to be a conversation. There's going to be more awareness and you know, that I think, I, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, um, I think hmm? you might be assuming too much though, just because it's, it's, there's a date on the calendar. We shouldn't assume that there's going to be awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I get what you're saying. But I'm, or but, even tangible change. No. Yeah. But yeah. But, it's better than not having the holiday. Is it? Yeah. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because um, it's going to get talked about more. And now, because next year will be the first official, you know, federal holiday. There won't be work. Yeah. And there's going to be more news stories around it, you know? Yeah. Um, and what it was and and what it means and 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 um it's uh it's a a slow walk oh my gosh know? i mean it's and i admit it you know it's ridiculously slow but i i think it's better than nothing but at the same time so now in my head i'm like 
it's just a, it's just such an odd thing because to and maybe I'm using the wrong the wrong word celebrate like we're celebrating. Uh, okay, maybe you replace the word with celebrating. Uh, yes, yeah, I think it's remembering yeah, I think or it's commemorating. Remembering, uh, this is probably a better word for me. Yeah, yeah. Here's a bit of a counter perspective, I think, um, because I actually do think that. Well, I'm not going to say it, that it's it's a good step and at least it's something. Mm-hmm. But what I'm going to say is it could be a good step and it could be something. And and to me, here's the here's the difference. The difference is that it could be something if we commemorate it properly. So think about, you know, you mentioned Memorial Day. Listeners, how many of you know that Memorial Day was basically invented by enslaved people? The basic history of Memorial Day, and this is according to, so there's a book by Stephen Blight, who's a historian. And the book came out in, I think, 2001 or so. And the book is called The Civil War, uh, or sorry, Race and Reunion, The Civil War in the American Memory. And so, you know, as a historian, historians want to make sure that we tell the truth, Mm -hmm. right? And so part of the truth of Memorial Day, for example, is that, again, in 1865, actually before Juneteenth, in May 1865, May 1st to be exact, May 1st, 1865, in Charleston, South Carolina, um, there, were, there were Confederates that were held, uh, con- Confederates captured Union soldiers, and, and they killed about you know, 257 of them and then put them in this mass grave. And what ended up happening was enslaved people basically found the mass grave. They were still slaves found the mass grave and and dug up the mass grave and spent the next the next two weeks giving those northern union soldiers a proper burial as a as in gratitude mm. for those union soldiers paying the ultimate price for their freedom okay. and there was a parade and there was a whole big old thing. All the things that we associate now with Memorial Day actually started in 1865 because of these enslaved folks who, who gave these Union soldiers a proper burial. So let's talk mm-hmm. about it right, is all I'm saying. Right. You know, um, yeah. when we talk about MLK, but you know, the, the MLK holiday, all we remember is <laughs> color of skin, content of character. And, and, and the, I have a dream speech has come to be this, this touchstone for this utopian Mm -hmm. colorblind America, Mm -hmm. completely out of context from what King himself was talking about. Mm -hmm. He was talking about white supremacy. He was talking about, we are gathered here on this mall to cash a check. Mm. And your check has come back bankrupt. Insufficient. Insufficient. Yeah, insufficient funds or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And so he and so people completely forget the context mm-hmm. of that speech. Context. It's a speech about white supremacy. And where he ended up two years later. Exactly mm-hmm. right. <laughs> and he himself <laughs> called himself naive for the way mm-hmm. he thought a couple of years previous. Mm-hmm. Now oh he still goodness. believed in the discipline right. and philosophy of nonviolence. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But he also he also but his heart was starting to break. 
Yes. Slow heartbreak. So he and Malcolm ended up in virtually the same place. Right. And that's not as told in a revisionist thing by historians or just armchair cats like people like me. That's what was told by his contemporaries. Baldwin said that himself. James Baldwin, who was a friend of Malcolm and who was a, who was a friend of Martin, he said that himself. Yeah. So all I'm saying in, all, in that whole rant is Juneteenth could be a good start if we tell the truth, mm-hmm. right. if, we, if we do it right. And we right. have a great history of having great opportunities to do it right that we completely screw up. <laughs> I know we completely do. Yeah. Uh, like, I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need yeah, a, a battlefield order. Right. Right. Yeah. Battlefield order. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Abdul, no, well, I totally agree with you. Like, I think I am tired of having conversation. I think we need tangible change. And we're going to be talking about this in our Black Wealth episode. And I mean, like, when you just see the numbers, the statistics of how, okay, of what America has done to Black people mm-hmm. and continues to do to Black people, descendants of slavery. Right. In our country. I mean, it is absolutely sad. And I saw this on Facebook. I'm just going to read it, then I'm going to shut up. Okay. Uh, this was, <laughs> this was what written by someone the called. Weekend, just to, what, okay, what you happened? guys, I actually, actually had a really good Juneteenth. Okay, I'll share about it later. <laughs> I'm just, you know, sometimes America just makes me a little mad. But anyway, this was written by a guy called Marvin McMickle. I hope I'm saying his name right. Uh, And he says, pardon my cynicism, but why does the United States Senate vote unanimously to make Juneteenth a federal holiday, but will not vote to pass the John Lewis Voting Rights Bill or the George Floyd Policing Act? Mm -hmm. We do not need a holiday observed one day a year. We need policies and protections enforced every day that guarantee voting rights and that penalize police officers who employ a a necessarily excessive and even deadly force. Since when does Mitch McConnell care about Juneteenth? Mm. LOL. I doubt that most of those Republican senators, again, this is not a party thing. This is just what he wrote, uh, even know what the term means. Something is very wrong here. This is a political version of the rope a dope. But for real, though, how many of us even know what Juneteenth means? Right. Right. You know, so, yeah, I just I think we need to have tangible. We need to see tangible change to show that America does value the lives of black people. And what's crazy. okay, what's crazy is also that the same people. So there were I think there were only 12 Republican senators who Mm -hmm. didn't vote. Yeah, until the 14, something like that for the. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Everyone else did amid all of the criticism about critical race theory. God, it's just. Uh, it's crazy making. To me, I'm like, it seems so pretentious. It's, mm. it's, it's, yes, it is. And, and I'm going to say the word again. It's, it's performative. Mm, yep. You know? And so at least that's my perspective. I don't know. But okay. So let's, let's end this on some black joy. So you said you had a good. Juneteenth, Justine. I did, well, y'all. So okay, first off, I'm so jealous right now. Why? I'm because I'm sick of you in these streets living your best life. <laughs> I know. Okay, y'all, listen. Okay. This year that, has been good. It's that so, single, single, single <laughs> life. It's called the sink life. A single income, no kids. 
Oh, oh that's right. There's a term? Oh, they, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah, term. yeah, there's a term. There's a term. Have you heard of the Dink Life? Double income, no Double kids? Double income, no kids, yes. No. Oh, wow. I'm like, yeah. And, nice. and the G Quack. Oh, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gay what couple is that? without Break kids. Does, does this podcast oh. now need an E? Wait, what? A what? Gay couple wow. without kids. G Quack. Oh my okay. gosh. See, you learn now, something new every day. That may not really be a thing. I just heard that on, on an episode of How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> oh, well, it's I I I like how it sounds, Chiquak. Okay. Uh so I attended a wedding on Juneteenth and um my friend who got married, she's from Tanzania. Some of y'all say Tanzania. That's actually the wrong way to say it. It's Tanzania. Break it down. And Tanya. she got married to um a guy from Burundi. Burundi's in Central Africa. And y'all, when I tell you the culture was so rich. Where was this wedding at? It, it was in South Dakota. It's not interesting. Yeah. yeah let that marinated for a second. <laughs> Let's just stop for a second. Population, black population, what? Right. 17. Okay. And they were all at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they all okay, knew so, each other. Right. Okay. So I'm actually going to say this. There was at least, and I am not exaggerating, at least 250 people at her reception. 99.99% were African. Really? Wait, what? Yes. And so I was like, where are they from? I know there's quite a few people from, uh, from Illinois, a few from Minnesota, and probably most of them were from South Dakota. But I was like, wow, there's, there's a pretty significant number of African people here. And y'all want to tell you the, oh my goodness, like the culture was so <laughs> rich. My favorite part of this wedding, because I've, like, I've never seen this before, and we do not do this in Kenya. But during the reception, uh, each side of the family, so like each side, like the bride side and the groom side, has to present gifts to the couple. And so you make a line and you have your gift, and the DJ plays music and you dance with your gift towards it's like the a soul couple. Train line. And boom, <laughs> there it is. And you dance with your gift. And you give it to the couple and you dance with a couple, y'all. And so people were breaking down. It was, it was good. It was just, it was so good. The food was amazing. Um, all the beautiful babies were there. It was just, uh -huh. oh my goodness. It was the perfect way to celebrate Juneteenth. It was awesome. I should post some videos on my stories because y'all know. Yes, please do. I took, I took lots of videos. Please yeah, do. It was, so, it was so we can live vicariously through you. Yeah, before, black yeah. joy. Oh, uh, before COVID, I traveled a good bit, but then, but not, oh. but not like that. Because <laughs> yeah, you said you said you were trying to coordinate this episode, and like, oh, I'm gonna be in SD, like leaving Friday, right? Like, wait, what? I was like, yeah. what? Wait, yep, you, I was there for two days. Away? What you away? Like, I know. Yeah. Uh, and I well, and I leave again this week. <laughs> where you going now? What? <laughs> I know. Okay. So my, um, one of my really good friends is moving to, from California to Oregon. So I'm going to drive down. Sorry. I'm going to fly there and I'm going to help her move. And we're going to do like a bunch of camping on the way. Wait up. a minute. You fly to California and then you're going to drive to Oregon. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do like a bunch of camping on the way. Hey, that's that. What's that? Sink life. It is the sink life. <laughs> sink life. <laughs> You know what though? I'm loving it. I am mad because we are we are almost we are almost empty nesters. You're three years away. Just relax. Yeah. Uh -uh. Thirty six months. <laughs> but here's are. the thing though. 
Three to six much. months, but I'm one of the kids though. might end up going, might end up going to a dance conservatory. So yes. he might spend his last two, his last two years in high school at a conservatory, that which leaving us with, with with one kid left, and he can go and stay with his brother while we go oh, do yeah. something else. Yes, <laughs> y'all do it. So yeah. Well, no, that's that's a great note to end on a Juneteenth yeah. freestyle. So, listeners, thanks for just humoring us with this freestyle. But listen, um, we'd love to hear from you guys. You know, uh, drop us a thing on the Facebook group that you know at uh, Christian Soldier. Drop us a thing on our on our IG. Um, hit us up on either one of our social media channels. We'd love email. to hear email. Yes, hello at ChristianSoldier.com. and we'd love to hear what you guys think about about this whole idea of Juneteenth. Should it be a thing? Is it is it a placation? Is it, you know, just what are your thoughts about it? We'd love to hear from you. So that does it for us for this episode. I'm Abdullah. I'm Andres. And I'm Justine. All right, y'all. Until next time, keep the faith. Peace. Pass. Amani. <laughs>